You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning, uh, everybody. Again, uh, Joe Gavallis with the Safe Senior Hour. Uh, I hope uh, you'll uh, you'll enjoy our show today. We've got a very special uh, guest. Again, uh, Joe Gavallis. Uh, uh, Brad uh, uh, Schrade uh, from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Brad, are you on? Can you hear me? Yes, Joe, I can hear you. Yeah, we're having, uh, we're just trying to to get the, to get everything all set up here. And uh, Brad, we appreciate you uh, being on. Again, the, the Safe Senior Hour, we always start off every show by saying elder abuse does not report itself. And we address uh, basically three areas of elder abuse that we kind of uh, identified, physical, financial, institutional. And and uh, I just uh, uh, want to thank you for all the fine work you have done on the ist- institutional side here of uh, uh, protecting uh, Georgia's vulnerable uh, uh, workers. I think your, your articles are called, I think, Unprotected Broken Promises in Georgia's Senior Care Industry. So... We we thank you for uh, bringing this to the attention of everybody. So, uh, uh, thanks, Joe. I'm glad you're on, and I think everybody needs to know um, uh, Brad's background. So I'm going to let him explain. But we're very honored. He is a a well seasoned investigative reporter, and that uh, he he will go, he goes into depth on various. Um, uh, issues and and he's worked in Nashville and Minnesota, I think, and he did win a, uh, a 2013 Pulitzer uh, Prize for work as a team in uh, the Minneapolis Star Tribune concerning uh, breakdown of deaths in the state's child care system. So you're well versed in investigative reporting, and we certainly appreciate you on. So if you can give us a little of your background, a little more, and type of cases you worked before we start talking about our elder abuse investigative reports that you've done. Sure. Um, yeah, no, I've, I've been uh, a journalist, a reporter for more than two decades. Uh, you know, sort of got my start, uh, you know, the old, old-fashioned old way. Worked at a small, relatively small paper, the Augusta Chronicle, then the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, then the Nashville Tennessean. Um uh, Minneapolis Star Tribune, and then I uh, moved back to the AJC in Atlanta uh, about five or six years ago. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I got into, uh, covered a variety of beats, cops, education, uh, you know, state government, uh, city hall, I mean, sort of done it all in the, in the, in the metro paper uh, realm, and uh Started getting into into investigative reporting more exclusively when I was uh, at the Nashville Tennessean, and have you know worked uh, done a lot of investigations. And usually, what what we tend to do is uh, uh, in these kinds of stories is, is look at a, some kind of system. Uh, oftentimes, in the state, uh, you know that maybe not working the way it should and um, try to sort of take it apart in the different pieces and uh, explain what is not working, what should be happening. And, um, you know, usually there's uh, the best kinds of investigative stories 
involve some sort of harm um, to you know the the public or to individuals, and um, you know that's sort of how we we work. Uh, the series that we are in the middle of right now is a classic case of that, where we started. Um, uh, colleagues of mine actually started last year, sort of with the question of these. You know, you see these assisted living facilities popping up everywhere in Georgia, particularly in Metro Atlanta. These are the the very nice looking, shiny new facilities that um, you know the, they're marketing heavily to seniors, and um, they you know ha- have the the gourmet chefs and the the wonderful facades and um, uh, the wonderful large fireplaces in the lobbies and they they look wonderful and and they're a place that is increasingly becoming uh, where a lot of seniors and their families are turning to to uh, for assisted care uh, when a loved one needs it and so we wanted to sort of understand these better and understand what is the services that are being delivered and how are they doing and um, what we found was that it's very difficult in Georgia to get much information about these facilities uh, in part because the state regulators the Department of Community Health had a, a website that was often not updated and, uh, you know, very, very difficult to find and navigate. And a lot of people, including some in the industry, didn't even know the website existed. And so we started uh, doing public records requests and got thousands of um, regulatory records and started looking at them. And what we found was quite shocking and, and disturbing, the, the amount of neglect and and abuse and in some cases death that was happening in these um in this system there's about 400 of these large assisted living and personal care homes across georgia and so we just really wanted to sort of understand that system and how it's working and what we found was um uh, quite shocking and, and disturbing do we have a i i just wanted to get a, a feel as you know the show goes throughout the United States and all over the world that just get an idea that that um, do we have a, a population universe of how many uh, people would be using these assisted living or personal care homes and 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 I want to draw the comparison because I believe your your article clearly states you know basically that 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 the state is understaffed in their inspectors and and and, and yeah this, to, to be clear Joe, this is a. We looked at the Georgia system, but a lot of what we found is applicable in any state in the country. Um, some are better regulated than others, but this industry um, is really a national, in many cases, a national industry. Um, that what what has happened is in the. Uh, uh, you know, over the last 20, 30 years, people have started to, you know, rightfully so, people don't want to end up in a nursing home. And so the private pay uh, sector uh, has moved in and 
offered these services, and they, you know, the, in many ways, they they are very appealing. It's it's um, you know, usually it's somebody, oftentimes somebody might have dementia or the beginnings of dementia or some other uh, health condition that they need uh, assistance, and the family can't provide it, or you know, it, it becomes too much for. Uh, it requires a full time caregiver, and so families all over the country are turning to these kinds of facilities and they're uh, and there's a, a, a very robust industry that's emerged the senior care housing industry that has moved into this sector and in the, these are four five six thousand dollar a month facilities and you have um, large operators there's you know, in every you know, most states, Brookdale is a is a big operator here in Georgia, but they've got 800 facilities across the country. Uh, you know, some of it's independent living, but you know, about half I think is senior li- is uh, assisted living. You've got uh, Five Stars, another major operator here in Georgia, but they're in many states. Um, and then you have you know regional operators. I mean, we have uh, Arbor company here in georgia but there are they're in in other states um so you know there's there's this whole industry that has been uh anticipating the baby boomers retiring and the, and you've seen a flood of investment go into this sector uh and they are you know it's people are basically profiting from the graying of america or trying to um and, you know, in many cases, they are providing good care. But there are, in Georgia anyway, we found that it's sometimes hard to tell whether there's good care being provided. So we moved in to look at this, and we created a website uh, with uh, thousands of regulatory records for all 400 facilities in Georgia. And if uh, for people that are listening in Georgia... You can go to AJC.com backslash unprotected, and you can do a facility search in your area. If you have a loved one that is um, in need of these services or you you have one that's already in the facility, you can um, go look at our website and see the regulatory record. We found about 20% or so of the facilities in Georgia had a pattern of violations that were uh, troubling, and we flagged them. About 20% of the facilities we flagged on our website as if if you see this, you might want to give it a, a, a deeper look. There are other problems as well. There are some facilities that didn't necessarily get flagged that have some troubling incidents. But, again, we just felt like this information is not out there for the public in a very user-friendly way and we wanted to to change that yeah and Brad, we, Brad. we've heard from a lot of families that said boy i wish i'd had this information when we were looking right i i want to i want to really uh, uh commend you all for doing that i looked at that website and what i like you know in georgia it is the mandatory reporters you must report abuse uh neglect all sorts of of, of, of issues to um, the appropriate state regulatory authority, which would be Adult Protective Service for individuals or the healthcare facilities regulators. But in Georgia, you also must report to your local law enforcement. And I love about your website 
not only do you have the regulatory reports, you also have attempted to get police incidents at these locations. And that really that really gives you a much better picture of what is going on and 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 that that was wonderful. I thought that was very significant. Well, thanks, Joe. Yeah, one of the things that was really um, interesting to us was, you know, we we initially got the inspection reports, which usually, is, you know, it's a state regulator. There's either a, a regular um, annual or every 15-month inspection where they go out, and then there will be complaints that they go out and investigate. And so we had that universe, and that was real troubling, some of the things we found. And then we requested police reports at these facilities, and what we found was oftentimes stuff that was in the police reports had no reflection in the state regulatory records, and it it opened up our eyes to realize there are a lot of gaps in the system in Georgia, uh, and I'm sure this is true in other states where the police might get called to a facility and it doesn't get reported to the state regulators or the state regulators uh, have have an incident and it's not getting reported to police. Yeah, Brad. And so uh, it, it's really, there are a lot of gaps and there are, there are we've presented these to um, some of our findings to some DAs and they said they had never seen some of these cases oh, I and know. they would have liked them. Brad, listen, that that's great and we're going to cover this. We just got to end our first segment and we'll be right back and we'll uh, continue this conversation uh, with uh, Brad uh, Schrade with the AJC. Want to ace your upcoming survey exam? The NLC Prep Combo has everything you need to help you crush your upcoming FS, PS, Florida PSM, California PLS, or Texas RPLS exam. Combos include a full-length practice exam book with the same number of questions and category types as the actual exam, a pre-programmed HP 35 with 17 programs to solve those time-consuming equations such as COGO, triangles, traverses, and more in seconds. A complete online course is included that covers every topic of the exam with videos, workbooks, quizzes, and a full-length practice exam that simulates the computer-based format of the FS and PS exam. That gives you not just one, but two full-length practice exams to help fully prepare you for test day. Visit us at nlcprep.com for more information and let us help you crush your exams. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business practices, and fascinating business professionals to get an insider view of how America works. You can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan, and every family will save thousands of dollars a year. I'm Ellen Deal, and if you've been hurt by the Affordable Care Act, you can email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com to see if we can help. Small business owners, individuals, families, and baby boomers, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com for three easy questions to determine if you can get away from Obamacare. I'm a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry and here to help you for all your insurance needs. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. 
Uh, welcome back to the second segment of the Safe uh, Senior Hour. And again, remember, elder abuse doesn't report itself. And uh, we're very honored today to have a reporter from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, uh, Brad uh, Schrade, who, uh, um, who is involved in helping to develop a series on uh, articles that they've had. Um, I think you were saying they have like eight articles, right, Brad? But you've had a series of uh, of uh, articles concerning um, broken promises in Georgia's senior care industry. So uh, uh, welcome again. Thank you, Brad. Yes. No, it's great to be here. Um, we were talking before here about uh, the the database that you all developed to and. And you developed it through your investigative reporting, but the database is there to help all citizens of Georgia to uh, try to um, make a selection or um, decisions concerning a uh, senior care uh, a lot easier and more informed. Is that right? Yes. Um it's, uh, you can go to ajc.com backslash unprotected and look at our entire series and, and look at our, you can, there's a search tool. We also have a consumer guide on that website that will, is applicable to anybody across the country in many cases looking for these, these kinds of facilities. These are the shiny new facilities, the assisted living facilities you see popping up all over Atlanta and Georgia and really in just about every city in the country uh, and every community. You, they're the, the gleaming new facilities that are uh, promising uh, uh, gourmet chefs and wonderful care and around-the-clock care and memory, uh, in many cases, memory with special memory care units. And a lot of seniors are turning to these uh, to help as they run into health conditions and and there's a great desire to avoid nursing homes one of the things we found was that um this industry is is popping up and and many people are going into them that have dementia or alzheimer's or some other some other uh memory issue and these the the population that are going into these facilities is has more acute health conditions then in some cases these facilities are uh, staffed to handle and that's where many of the problems that we found in Georgia anyway uh, occurred it, it, it's again they, they promise around the clock care and that they're going to be there for your loved one whenever a need arises and in Georgia anyway the staffing levels at some of these places we found were not really equipped to handle some of the acute conditions and the uh, number of, of demands on the staff that uh, the the residents, uh, you know, and their and their conditions demanded. And that was where we found many breakdowns in care. One of the findings we um, found in Georgia, we we uncovered uh, twenty deaths that were linked to some sort of problem with care or the facility was cited for um, some kind of violation that in that in a case involving a death those were the cases we were able to identify from state records no one in the in the state of Georgia's regulatory system tracks deaths 
And we actually found many more cases that where it looked like a resident died and there was some possible breakdown in care that um, that the regulators didn't necessarily uh, note. So, you know, it's just there's a lot of uh, we tried to shine a light into this system. There's a lot of darkness. And one of the things that has been most sort of um, satisfying about the series so far is the number of family members and even workers in these facilities that we have heard from since we started publishing a few months back. And and they said, this is exactly what we've been going through. We've been doing the, you know, we've been sort of suffering in silence, if you will, not, but this is exactly our experience. What you're writing about is what we've witnessed. We've been there and seen that there wasn't enough staff to care for our, our loved one. We've seen the, we've run into the problems where something happened and nobody would investigate. You know, um, it, so it, it really has, we've had a really overwhelming response from readers uh, that, uh, you know, makes us realize that we tapped into something that is a whole segment of the senior care business that, at least in Georgia, was not getting the attention um, that it probably needed. Well, Brad, I, I, I again, I, you know, I, these are these these the series and your articles are just absolutely wonderful. As you know, um, I'm with I'm the law enforcement coordinator for the North Georgia Elder Abuse Task Force, and we've spoken to over three thousand seniors and conducted fifty or sixty um, training uh, with uh, law enforcement, about six hundred law enforcement throughout North Georgia. And my point is. When you get down to looking at this, the, the, about what can you do to help the citizens of Georgia, and, you know, there's two ways. It's like, you know, you could try to arrest everybody, but when we raise this issue to people who've been in this business for years, they say education, education, education is the way you're going to help most people. So my hat's off to you doing this these series of of, of 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 stories concerning the uh, the uh, broken promises in Georgia's senior care industry, uh, I think it's it's really important to uh, to get the message out, and you certainly are doing it. And of course, we always have to say, as you already said, probably the you know the majority, or, or I think you used the term twenty uh, percent. You had some issues with, but there are many many good. Uh, um, uh, senior care industries facilities around, which brings up the topic for our new time listeners. If, if could you give us just kind of a a progression of like obviously you can take have care at home, but what's the next step and then the next step? Because I think nursing homes are the last one. Is, can you give us an idea yeah. on that for their well, listeners? I, yeah, I can. I'll I'll do my best, Joe. Sure. Um, my basically um, what the scenario that often happens that we hear from families is you know you've got a loved one um, maybe they're having some some memory issues or just some you know just right senior moments if you will or, or what have you and uh, a lot of times um, 
the families that are entering these places, you're you're in a crisis, and and you're something has happened that suddenly the the care that you've been providing or that you've been able to to help with is just overwhelming or too much for a family member or a family to handle. Uh, one of the cases that uh, we highlighted in the series was a case in uh, here in Cobb County, Georgia, where you know the, the classic case of the the the, uh, hu- the husband, the father was had become a widower. He was in another state. He had family here, his adult children. They moved. They they were looking for you know care because they just wanted. He he was starting to need that. And they, you know, started looking around, and you go to these places, and you get a wonderful sales pitch. You're going to get, you're going to hear, and you're going to see nice facilities. And they, the family thought he was in a, a terrific, they had found the great facility for him, and the place that was going to be a good, uh, you know, and it was near the, the one of the adult children's homes, so they could go visit regularly. And what they found was that, uh, Late at night, um, you know, a caregiver, uh, uh, you know, was allegedly abused him and um, and neglected him, and uh, it eventually led to a, a, a murder trial, which is rare. the The caregiver was acquitted of murder, but um, they did find problems. And you know, you when you're in a crisis, you have a loved one who's got dementia or is has Alzheimer's, maybe they're wandering from the home, maybe you're all of a sudden in a crisis and the system in Georgia was not equipped to give you the information you needed to uh, make maybe the most informed decision. So, Right. I, uh, let, let me just interject on that case. I'm familiar with it because uh, it took place actually in the county I live in, but also dealing with, with the North Georgia Task Force. It was prosecuted and as you say it was unusual to charge a, a murder charge but that wasn't the only charge that the individual was charged with and this gentleman um, who apparently had some history um, at other facilities um, was convicted by a jury I think was it was it for what ab- abuse neglect neglect I believe it was neglect and and got and got sentenced I um, mean, to serve significant amount of time. I forget what the sentence was. Was it? I, I think on was it to serve ten, twenty to serve ten, or ten, fifteen, or something like that. But it it was not. It, he was not let out on the street. It just he, the the murder conviction didn't stand. But yeah, it was not. It wasn't murder. What what unfolded in that trial uh, again is is the the facility itself in some ways. Um, you know, ended up. At least being some, I think what happened was evidence was presented that where questions about the facility itself were were uh, entered in, and and you know there were instances where the facility wasn't staffed enough. This this right. caregiver, there had been red flags, and we see that across the system in Georgia. It's one of the major findings of our of our series, and and also just something that anybody in senior care industry knows staffing is a real problem in this in this environment um you know these are caregivers and in some cases are making barely minimum wage at 10 12 bucks an hour 
and you've got a very, you know, with a strong economy, um, facilities are really struggling to staff these places with qualified caregivers. And so in some cases, we're finding that they are taking people that probably either have had a history or shouldn't maybe be caregivers. And uh, that's a, that is a, that's again a nationwide problem. Uh, you, when you read the, the big uh, national uh, chains, you read their SEC filings and such, they talk about staffing being a real big challenge. And, um, and it's going to only get worse because, uh, again, the baby boomers are going to start needing this kind of care. As they start hitting 80, um, the, no, the amount of care that's going to be re- demanded in the system um, is going to be you know, it's going to be a big challenge. Well, I, I, I certainly couldn't agree with you more, and, and we're about to take our second break uh, on our, uh, and, our, and move on to uh, and end this segment. And then on our third segment, we're going to uh, um, discuss uh, maybe some more specific cases that, uh, that citizens can look for that they need to report. So with that, that's the end of our second segment of the Safe Senior Hour. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio? Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. You can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan, and every family will save thousands of dollars a year. I'm Ellen Deal, and if you've been hurt by the Affordable Care Act, you can email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com to see if we can help. Small business owners, individuals, families, and baby boomers, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com for three easy questions to determine if you can get away from Obamacare. I'm a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry and here to help you for all your insurance needs. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Well, welcome back to the third segment of the Safe Senior Hour. And uh, 
We uh, have a special guest, uh, an investigative reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Brad Schrade, who uh, uh, is taking part in writing a series of, of uh, articles um, known as uh, The Unprotected, Broken Promises in Georgia's Senior Care Industry, and, and issues that surround it. And um, again, welcome back, uh, Brad. Um, I've got just two or three comments here before we move into some specific examples. One, I want to praise you all for doing this um, TV show that you did on public broadcasting in Georgia. That was very informative. And I know several people that I've spoken to uh, watched it and were very enlightened by it. And that was about this series, correct? Yes. Yeah, we they, we did a, uh, a town hall panel with uh, myself and Carrie Teagarden, the other reporter who we've been working together on the project. And then we had State Representative Sharon Cooper, uh, Melanie McNeil, the long-term care ombudsman, uh, Jason Marbot, the uh, pro- uh, an elder care specialist, prosecutor in Cobb, uh, and uh, Jenny Helms, uh, who is a uh, represents one of the uh, trade groups who is um, very involved in this. In I, this um, I, I want to say that was, it was very enlightening. I, I've watched it. I actually watched it while you had it. I guess it was on Facebook. And then, um, and then watched the replay of it. It was very enlightening. To let you know, we've been very fortunate. We've had um, um, three, let's say, th- three of the people or four of the people you spoke on were have been on our show here uh, doing the same thing you have, helping to educate the, uh, the, 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 the public on the issues dealing with, with uh, senior matters. And with that... Um, Joe, can I just say one sure, thing real quick? Sure, that I didn't sure. Get this. No, go ahead. When, if you are a family member who's going and looking at these places, um, think about going to... You, one resource is AJC.com Unprotected. We have a consumer guide, the types of questions you need to ask when you're out looking at these places, and it can apply, you know, across the country. I mean, um, but it, the the... Critical thing is to look under the hood at these places. Don't just be taken in by the nice lobby, the fancy fireplace, the uh, book line library. The um, ask questions about the staffing levels, about regulatory histories. Um, they don't point those kinds of things out on the sales tour, but those are the kinds of critical questions. How long has the head of the facility been there? What's their background? If they were just the, um, you know, if they if they if they're just new in the job, maybe you might want to ask what what happened to the previous uh, administrator. Look beyond the shiny objects and get at the core of the kind of care your loved one is going to receive at any facility, because the marketing and sales tours are going to point out all these these wonderful things that again look great and they're nice but the core issues of care staffing those kinds of things are really what is going to uh, be critical to make uh, sure your loved one gets the care they I, deserve i agree and i'm just looking at a couple of your your uh, headlines in one of your one of your articles more than two and five homes that we're talking about assistant living and personal care homes Failed to meet training requirements. Yeah, there are requirements out there, but 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 the staff have to have certain training requirements. 
And the other other uh, item I want to mention before, you know, uh, you can comment on this here, Brad, is um, a lot of these, these homes and assisted living will be keeping residents who are too infirm to be in an assistant living facility or a large personal care home is especially risky. But it's not rare. And then you all make the statement about a third of homes have been cited, this is in Georgia, for having residents who needed a higher level of care, the AJC found. Now, I believe that was Georgia. Was that a national statistic? No, that was Georgia. Yeah, that was Georgia. That was Georgia. So right there, it just fills in what you were saying. You have to look in depth. And I think the point that everybody's got to remember, you know, marketing is a, is a great tool. And it's a great, it's a, it's a, it's a great uh uh, use for uh, to to bring new business into whatever business you're in, but here you're here you're in the business of taking care of your loved one, and that's why you have to you say go you know dig deeper into each individual facility. Um, one of the one of the areas we have, I remember one of the cases it was in a the the home was in a middle um, uh, middle income area had a beautifully mown lawn landscaped. It was a beautiful home. They took they took them into it, just exactly what you said. And then um, this is a little smaller than the ones you looked at, but um, and they figured, oh, this is going to be a great place for my loved one to be um, to be housed and all the great care. But when it turned out, they actually had them in the basement and 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 bunks base or beds separated by blankets and horrible uh, uh, um, facilities for bathing and for uh, 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 personal needs and and but you never saw that and when you when the when the loved ones went to look at there to go to go meet with their um, their when the relatives went to go to meet with the loved ones I'm trying to say they would go but they would call and make an appointment well, every time they would call and say, this is your lucky day. We're about to go out and go to Wendy's for lunch or someplace like that for lunch. Meet us there. So the, the message was you have to independently go in at all hours of the day and look at it. Just don't wait for there's an, there's an appointment. Absolutely. And, and one of the things, show up at different times. Show up at night to get a sense of what happens at night. Show up, make sure you come on weekends or off hours because um, it's uh, time and again what we have heard from families we've talked to and Joe you know this it's the families that are vigilant and on top of uh, being an advocate for their loved ones keeping an eye out that are the ones that are going to it's the squeaky wheel that gets the grease you know they're going to if they know you if you have a loved one that's coming to the facility regularly and, and going to hold them accountable to make sure that they're doing what they say they're doing, the, the chances of your your loved one getting the care they need and deserve goes up. Now, again, that's not foolproof, uh, but those are the kinds of things that uh, show up unannounced, you know, show up to just uh, unannounced to make sure uh, they're doing what they say they're doing when you're not there. Well, as I know, as, as you know, uh, uh, Melanie McNeil, the state ombudsman, and we've had several ombudsmen from around the country on, and they all say show up when, when it's mealtime so you can see what they're really eating. 
that it's yeah. just not a show meal. I mean, so you you can see what's going on because a lot of times the residents make complaints about all these 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 issues, meals, personal grooming, um, how people handle or how they're treated, and 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 I, I I just couldn't concur more with you. Is that go at all times? You um, you um, you make a, a a great point in in the paper about. Um, Basically, no degrees or credentials are needed to get hired as a frontline caregiver. They're like, uh, you know, um, uh, and they're the ones that that are that are that are there every day with your loved ones. So that's why you want to check what the staffing is and how they staff the uh, uh, what professionals are there. That kind of issue. But not just the frontline. It's uh, in Georgia's. Um to be an administrator of one of these places, the credentialing is very minimal. And that's another issue that hmm. uh, I believe the state, at least we've heard some of the state officials are, are looking at, um, to make sure that the person who's running a facility, um, you know, basically has can have you know, more than a hundred lives in their in their care um, that they're responsible for, that they have some kind of credentials as well. Um, but do you, uh, do you have any more, yeah, Brad? Let me just interrupt real quick. Can you have any more examples of of uh, that you can talk about of things to look for that should be reported to the ombudsman, to the state regulators, to the police, by 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 loved ones that see things. Um, well, yeah, I mean, if, I guess, I mean, the, the, one thing that seems to happen, um, and it's very natural, uh, again, you, you got to look at the people, you're a loved one, you've been in crisis i mean you know what you know you've talked to enough people and know enough people that when you have a loved one who's in need of care you're you're trying to tread water to keep your head above water you finally have found that place that you think is going to be the place that um that's uh you know your refuge you you want to believe that the person's going to get good care and they are and and so you really need to if if it doesn't feel right if things if they're falling for example let's say they have a couple falls and all of a sudden that's that's not just yes uh you know frail people will fall but if the person's having multiple falls that's not just and the show. that's uh, a, a potentially a care issue that One they're minute. not providing the care or don't have the staffing levels yes. to adequately care for the person. So don't just write stuff off as, oh, that's Alzheimer's or that's dementia. If if your loved one is, is complaining or if there's, you know, if there's an issue that they're raising, um, it, it's easy to, or if you see a staffing level problem, if uh, we just had a case in our, in a, could, could we hold on? We're about Sunday. to. We need to take a, a, our, our our third break here. Yeah. But let's go back to that because you're hitting the point. Listen to what people are saying, and you know, and and try to help. These are your loved ones here. So with that, we're going to take our third uh, break here, and we'll be back for our fourth segment in a in in a few minutes. 
last week, my party chief said he wanted to go someplace he had never been before. So, I took him to the rear property line. Sound familiar? Are you tired of trudging all the way to the back of property lines? Why not take the steps to become a crew chief instead? Or even better, why not become a professional land surveyor and see your name stamped on that final survey? The Nettleman Institute of Land Surveying Engineering Technology is your next step. At NYSET, we believe you are the future of surveying, and we want to do everything we can to help you succeed at becoming a professional surveyor. NYSET offers the only online one-year certificate of land surveying program that includes all books, fees, and expenses in one simple price. Visit LandSurveyCareer.com to stop trucking through the mud and step into your future today. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion? on America's Web Radio. Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Well, welcome back to the final segment of the Safe Senior Hour. And remember, our uh, as we always tried to lead off, uh, elder abuse doesn't report itself. And we're honored today to have investigative reporter from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Brad Schrade. Brad Schrade. And uh, Brad, thanks for, uh, for uh, taking the time to be with us and, and help educating our listeners. Um, as we go into our last segment here, I do want an area I, I would like you to go into, and it's something in your last article, actually just your, came out this Sunday, but it talks about opening the books of some of these companies. They're here, and then they go out of business, or they make all these promises, and they can't, then their funding runs out. Uh, what have you found, and what have you found of what state regulators around the country are doing? Well, we um, our, our story that published on the front page uh, just yesterday, Sunday, um, and it, you can find it at ajc.com backslash unprotected. Um, we t- we took a look at the, um, the the business investment side of this this senior care industry, and what we found was that this has, in the last ten years, this has become a big real estate play, where money from all over the country and really the world is pouring into Georgia and other other states um, and 
Georgia became very overbuilt, Atlanta, particularly Metro Atlanta became very overbuilt. Uh, this a great anticipation of the baby boomers, this wave of baby boomers that were coming. Um, a lot of speculators moved in, and there was kind of a gold rush mentality that uh, led to uh, many of these facilities getting built and some of them running into financial troubles. And so the state of Georgia, there's there's no requirements by regulators in Georgia to for a facility or an operator to demonstrate that they have the financial wherewithal to adequately run the facility. Some states do require disclosure. Um, but getting back to, so we found that, you know, in, in about 20% or a little more than 20% of the facilities in Georgia have operators or owners who've run into financial problems. That could be bankruptcy, hmm. you know, the uh, corporate uh, liens against the, uh, you know, facility or, or just bonds, you know, they're not making the bond payments or just some kind of financial stress. And in some cases, that impacted care. We highlight, um, and this gets back to the earlier segment, we highlight the case of Eula Green and her family. They were, she was a 90-year-old widow uh, in uh, Stockbridge area here in Metro Atlanta. Uh, she was at one facility, but she, her uh, Alzheimer's was getting more pronounced and she needed more care and the family looked for a special memory care facility. They, they found one uh, autumn leaves down in Stockbridge uh, the, the, when you go into a facility if there's if the, the population if you know if it's like less than half full that might raise a red flag to you that hey maybe it looks nice but maybe they're having trouble filling it up and maybe that could lead to them taking people that either not having the staff or just not having the being in financial stress so the the family moved her in and yes she did have a number of falls and then um the family even uh in february 2017 the family even heard from uh staff saying you're here all the time can you please tell management that um that we don't have enough people we don't have enough staff to care one night just Hmm. a week or two later after that uh a caregiver according to the family was um uh you know Tending her late at night, that she had was moving around. That the, the put her in a kitchen chair, and then the caregiver went to care for the other, you know, fifteen or twenty people on the wing. And uh, she came back, got sidetracked with some other duties, and came back and found Green on the floor in a pool of blood. And she had fallen and hit her head, and she died just a few days later. Uh, the family is suing the the company that is now in, actually in bankruptcy because they had overbuilt these and gotten beyond what they could um, financially hold, and the family is suing for uh, you know basically not providing the care that that they needed to. So this again is a you're going into it thinking these are caregivers you also have to be aware this is a real estate in many cases real estate investment and you've got to kick the tires and make sure that the facility is equipped to care for your loved one that is don't go into it just thinking there's a lot of money behind this this is a big investment there's all kinds of um, investors pouring money in and these these companies have promised a certain return on the investment, and if it's not happening, that that can create 
uh, financial stresses for the company. And again, I, I, I'd like to, you know, I think everybody realized these homes are have to be licensed. Now, so that, that's why the states are, 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 are getting involved in the licensing and the regulations of them. But, but, and, and some states have recognized that financial health right. does translate to care. Uh, you know, if, if a place is financially healthy, they have a better chance of providing good care. If they're under financial stress, that's something that um, the public and regulators need to know about. And there are some states that require a facility to notify them if they're in financial stress. There's some states that require a facility to demonstrate before they can get licensed that they are have the financial wherewithal to carry out this operation. In Georgia, that doesn't exist, and that's another element of how the public right. is in the dark here. Right. As, 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 you know, to our listeners around the United States, um, I see where Florida requires applicants to disclose anticipated revenues and expenditures. Then in, in uh, uh, Louisiana, Tennessee, Virginia, and West Virginia has some disclosure. Oregon and California have requirements for homes to notify both regulators and residents about um, events signifying financial distress. And Kansas uh, is among the latest to enact a law uh, that uh, people who are applying for licenses for assisted living facilities and other senior care provide detailed projected budgets. And that's just some of the ones that you found. So listeners out there, check with your states. That might be another another area to look at is what kind of disclosure or do the states even look at it before they grant a license? Joe, I don't want to leave your listeners with the idea that this is all bad. The point to our series is to point out that you need to go into this with eyes wide open, with armed with information and armed to, to know that uh, what to look for as you select a facility that um, is, you know, going to ultimately be responsible for making sure your loved one get the care they need right and i want to in fact you're reading uh, like you're reading my notes here um but i have that remember that 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 the the majority of these homes are fine homes but you're looking at i think you said 20 percent uh maybe a little more have some issues but i wouldn't want to be the one to put my loved one in a place that has an issue that i could have I could have anticipated, or if I did my due diligence, I would have found out, mm, maybe not there, but over here. The, the problem, though, again, in Georgia, and I'm sure it's the case in, some, in other states, oftentimes there's not the information that the public needs. So you really have to be vigilant and dig for that information. You know, there are services out there that say that, that, are, that, that market themselves as, you know, average, that they'll help you find a place and... Um, and they'll help you, uh, you know, locate a place. They and it's all free. Well, yes and no. I mean, they're like some of these places. The first month, uh, if they place somebody in a facility, that first month's rent can go. They get paid the first month's rent. So, you know, it's a big business. These are big business operations, and. Uh, the public just needs to, and 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 the other big thing is, these are all state regulated. This there's no federal regulations right. that 
that uh, oversee any of this. Unlike nursing homes where Medicare, Medicaid, that's a, there's a big, um, there's more, much more oversight. These are all private pay. It's kind of a, a, you know, consumer, you're on your own to sort of figure this out and you're paying it all out of your pocket and the market will, uh, uh, you know, the, the market is kind of there. But you really need the, the information and I, I'll just give one more plug, ajc.com backslash unprotected. We have a wealth of information, particularly if you're in Georgia, but there's also general information about questions to ask, things to look for, and a lot of this can apply in other places. And our whole goal was to try to educate the public and bring awareness to what is a very fast-growing industry that a lot of seniors are uh, turning to for care. I, I hope, and I hope you continue your your investigative efforts because it really does help in the in in educating the public. It is it is certainly significant, and I have found in conversations with uh, with people in other states that that uh, that uh, um, media outlets have been taking the time to go and investigate, like you all, this topic and are looking at it. You know, and that's what we've tried to do here on the Safe Senior Hour. But with that, we're going to have to call it a day. And, Brad, I want to thank you very much for appearing, and I hope you and your associates will come on again. And please keep up the articles. And uh, and with that, we're going to end it. And remember, elder abuse doesn't report itself. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.